Welcome to the Revival Method Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps that you can take to start moving, thinking, and feeling better. Welcome back to the Revival Method Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brandon Parker, and today we have a very special guest who's also one of my coaches, Dr. Mike Santos. So I don't want to steal the thunder from you because you're going to be able to tell your story better than I can. So why don't you go ahead and tell the audience who you are, what you do, and basically like how you and I came into con- into contact with one another. First of all, good morning and you know, thanks for having me here. I'm happy to be on this podcast. And uh, so a little bit about my background. My name is Dr. Mike Santos. And going back into the beginning of everything, I got my bachelor's degree in biomedical sciences. And then following that, I actually spent a little bit of time as an operations manager in a retail setting. Uh, so after doing that for a handful of years, I decided to get into personal training and strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so that's where everything kind of started to steer me towards healthcare and getting into that realm. And it was during my time as a coach when I decided to take the next step. And that led me to going to chiropractic school, which of course is where you and I met and Dr. Mm-hmm. Raul, uh, where it all began there. And fast forward to now, I currently live in Kansas City, Missouri, where I practice full time, seeing clients one on one in person. So I don't know if this question has ever been asked, but I do see a lot of parallels being in this space. But I would love to ask you personally, because you've done both. So with your history of an operational manager, have you did you gain skills from that background when going into the one-on-one coaching and rehabilitation space? 100%. You know, a lot of people would ask me that question, you know, do you wish that you just went straight into healthcare considering you were pre-med already? Uh, Do you think you, you know, wasted time in that, that first career? And I don't hesitate to say no. I learned lots of skills that I utilize to this day, and I know I will for the rest of my life. Um, I'm naturally kind of a quiet, keep to themselves type of person. If I could stay in my room all day, I would do so. And (laughs) being in that, that setting in that first career, it really did kind of push me to step out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of mentors that helped me to kind of create a switch, you know, I could turn it on when I need to be more vocal, um, adapt to the scenario and the the different environments, and still thrive, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it taught me lots of skills that I don't think I would have learned anywhere else any differently. And it kind of set the stage for, you know, that next step, so on and so forth, and Mm -hmm. taking me to where I'm at now. Yeah, you know, I find this to be interesting, because Like, for example, you mentioned, you just alluded to how you're an introvert, but you know how to switch it on. And and it is very important to be able to have that versatility because you do have to match the person in front of you. And for example, I mean, I'm sure anyone listening to this is like, all right, this dude is clearly extroverted myself, right? I'm I'm, I'm super outgoing. But there are times where I experience that social burnout, like my battery is empty. Right. So it's like I'm on 24 seven where I'll come home and my wife's like, how's your day? I was like, can we just sit on the couch and just not talk for like 10 (laughs) minutes, please? Um, But that's 
but that's because I'm always on. And that's something that I'm also working on is how can I dial it back? So it sounds like you actually have this skill to take it on or to turn it on and turn it off. And, and I was just curious, like, did that take a long time for you to develop or was it something that came natural? It took a lot of time. It's still taking lots of time. Um, I don't feel you can ever have that perfected. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's so many ways to improve it. Like, like most skills and things that you have to do for work or just everyday living. Um, and for me, it's something that I never thought that I'd be able to do. Mm -hmm. And so when you see your own personal growth with that respect, you're kind of like wowed. And it's, it's important to know that, um, it's only something that you can continue to grow, uh, and tweak here and there to make it better. Cause you're going to come across different situations, different experiences, and you just continue to learn more about yourself and your tendencies. So for me, I'm always kind of self-reflecting thinking, you know, how can I make that a little bit more efficient for myself, uh, based off of what I'm, you know, learning from that current lesson or that current opportunity. See, it's almost, it's interesting because it's like a meta skill, right? The, the meta skill of learning how to gain skills. And that comes across, <laughs> like, that's literally every facet of life, right? Like True. there's going to be something that you were absolutely terrible at because you've never done it before. And as mm -hmm. humans, we expect that we should be at least have some competency, but that's completely not rational at all. It's just like, man, I'm really bad at the guitar. It's just like, well, how much time did you put into it? It's like, well, this is my first day. <laughs> of course you're going to be bad at the guitar <laughs> and having that ability to <clears throat> create awareness around how much time you put into something, where your faults are, maybe where you can improve upon that in itself is not only going to help with the adherence, right? Like you're going to be able to stick with it longer, but okay. also you, you'll know when to either, you know, hit the gas pedal, like, okay, I really need to put a lot of effort into this or, okay, I've been kind of like burning the candle at both ends. Let's take a moment and stop. Now, because we're talking about skills and then we're, we're also talking about how we can help our clients who are listening. What are some skills or maybe perhaps wherever you want to take this, what are some roadblocks that you see clients have when trying to develop skills that uh, you think that if they had a simple frame shift mind, like mindset, or they, they shift their mindset, they can actually go much further in their pursuits. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we could take this in so many directions, right? <laughs> it's going to be a, a fun one. Um, but what first comes to mind, uh, I like to use a story about a current client of mine. This is a, a theme that I see with, I mean, easily over 90% of people. So I'm constantly working with this aspect uh, with mm -hmm. all of my clients. And so current client, you know, situation to sum it up, keep it simple, 40-year-old uh, male, uh, very busy, uh, pretty sedentary lifestyle, uh, juggling, wearing lots of hats, trying to be here, trying to be there, you know, just very fast, fast paced uh, kind of situation, but has very, very big, important goals, you know, mm -hmm. uh, wanting to become more active, wanting to get to running on some sort of basis to eventually do a marathon, wanting to go to do these these boot camp workouts multiple times a week and wanting to just overall improve their health get stronger, build some muscle, you know, look good at the beach on their summer vacation, all, all the things, right? Like these are all like amazing things. Um, and they're very good goals to have. 
And so we do really well with setting these goals for ourselves. You know, I want to be here. I want to do that. You know, I want that promotion. I want that job. I want to look this way. I want to lift that much weight. You name it. We're so good at doing that, especially in this day and age. However, I think we have to kind of let off the gas a little bit once we set that that goal. Mm-hmm. And we have to kind of take a look at where we currently stand and where we're trying to go and kind of recognize, you know, what's that what's that look like? You know, is it five miles? Is it a hundred miles? What's that marginal yeah. difference look like? And so this is where I'll see clients yo-yo, you know, um, in their history, they'll explain to me that, yeah, I was, I was doing good. I was crushing it. And then I stopped or I got burnt out or something yeah. kind of came up and it just kind of pushed them back to the starting point. Or if not, it felt like it was pushing them back further from the starting point. Yeah. And so once you get that goal, I think what we forget or we just don't really see is that, well, we have a lot more to do at that point. You know, we're just getting started. We can't just set the goal and say, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do that. Are you making smaller short-term goals that are more closely related to your starting point, but they point in the direction of that long-term goal? So, you know, for example, I want to run a marathon, but I'm currently running zero miles a week. Well, (laughs) it doesn't make sense to kick your weekly mileage to like, you know, 30 miles um, if you haven't been running in the last year. Yeah. And so maybe you need to start with just, I'm going to start with going for walks. I'm going to start with doing some walk runs. Um, Start making those little, you know, tiny steps that are going to be taking you towards that goal. Um, I think we just get so excited and we're so, um, you know, we're so down to to crush the goal and, and make that that leap. But we realize that if we don't have more specific strategy with it, based off of where we're at, what you want to do, what you like, what you don't like, um, your current specific situation, you know, what's your schedule like? If we don't account for those things, then you will kind of push yourself further away from the goal. You will feel like it's impossible. You know, you will feel like you're kind of looking at that mountaintop from the bottom and like, man, well, I'm never going to get there. Well, yeah, that's a pretty daunting thing, you know. Um, I think uh, there's actually a, a segment, um, big Kobe Bryant fan growing up, and there was a segment where he was being interviewed and he talked about, you know, think about scaling a mountain, something of that nature, and being at the bottom and looking at the top and just thinking, man, like, this is just, it's very daunting, you know, this is such a, a huge task, um, but so important to me. Um, and so you need to kind of break things down into bite-sized pieces yep. and piece by piece, just keep focusing on that piece in front of you on to the next little by little, be consistent, show up every day. And before you know it, you've scaled that mountain and you look below you and you don't feel like it was such a daunting thing because you allowed yourself to just focus on the bite-sized pieces. Yep. yep. It's it's the the act of being process-driven versus outcome-driven. And Absolutely. I, it's something that just – so let's just stick with the analogy of climbing this mountain. Something that I feel like most people completely overlook is – Think of like actually scaling a mountain when you're climbing up that elevation, the, the air gets harder. Well, there's less oxygen in the air, right? So like you don't necessarily have the, the, the ease to breathe. So you get to these higher levels, it gets harder and harder for you to keep going because you can't breathe as well. But what happens if you live in Colorado, right? You become adapted to 
the atmosphere around you and they could run miles around people that might be here in Florida because they're used to that specific uh, environment. So sometimes we get these people that are doing everything right. They just don't, they get almost overwhelmed about, they get overwhelmed with the new level of stress that brings with the new next level of the goal that they feel like they're doing something wrong, but it's like, no, 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 no. You're doing everything right. You just have to give it time. Your body needs to adapt to this next level. And then if you're a video game player, the next boss, if you will. Right. Right. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head, The when it comes to creating a game plan, you do want to create this specific game plan that does account for all these variables. Because if you didn't have a game plan for when you get to that level of the mountain where it's hard for you to breathe and you start to get down on yourself, wondering why you're not making the same progress, if you didn't account for that, that can be the very thing that's going to cut your your momentum, your mindset, and then you start tumbling down that mountain back to square one again. And to circle back to what you said, where sometimes you find people actually worse than were from when they were starting. And that's so true because you have the psychological component amongst all of this, right? Like, think about going up this mountain, you got halfway up there, you took a lot of your time and effort, and then you tumbled down. Now you're thinking to yourself, was it worth it? Should I try again? It's now you're overcoming not only bodily roadblocks, but also mental roadblocks. Oh, yeah. So I, I totally agree with you. It's just so we need this specific game plan. But then also it's like an art, right? Where like you don't want to overanalyze it because then you do nothing, right? <laughs> Have you ever encountered that where like somebody is accounting for almost too much things? Like they're like, oh, yes. what should I be doing when I'm at the top of the mountain? It's like, bro, you need to just take a step first, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do that myself. You know, I've caught myself with the certain goals I set for myself where I'm like, you know what? I think uh, we don't have to have it set in stone. You know, this is, uh, we're not working with super glue here. Um, you can kind of, you know, be patient with yourself in a sense, right? Like just get, let yourself get started. Yeah. I see that very often as well, um, where we want it to be perfect. You know, we want it to be perfect from the start throughout the process and the finish. And I think it's important to recognize your tendencies because if you're not, first of all, aware of it, that you're doing it, then you're not going to be able to take any steps towards correcting it or, or improving it, or honestly, just using it to your, to your advantage, you know? And so when you recognize, when you recognize that, Hey, I need to just like allow myself to start, you know, I don't need to have this perfect, you know, spotless plan. And one, it's not realistic, but you've got to first see that it is not realistic. Um, until, until you arrive at that point, it's going to be this cycle, this never ending cycle. So how do we break that? That becomes the next question, right? I completely agree. I completely agree. It's um. So let me ask you something. With all the people that you've been working with, what do you think is like the number one thing? Like if you had to put a, I know this is hard. Maybe we'll do a top three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like what, what is like a top three or something that comes to mind where you're just like, if you just made this simple switch, may, maybe mentally, physically, environmentally, whatever it may be, what mm-hmm. do you think that we could suggest to somebody that's listening to this podcast that they can start doing today? to maybe get them moving in the right direction. 
Number one, if I try to think of it in like layers of, you know, what's going to be the best thing to start with today, I think it comes to perspective and how you're viewing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to take my own advice often. <laughs> it's it's challenging. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes we'll talk about it and we make it seem simple, which it sounds like it is and on paper it is, but the act of like actually approaching it can be pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you take the general idea that looking at things from different angles, you will start to discover different realms that can only steer you in the right direction. It'll either tell you don't go here or, Hey, that's a good place to go. Right. Um, But you will never know until you start to look at things from those different angles. You know, for example, if I, if I take this, this bottle here, right, I've got, I like to put stickers on my bottle. Right. But if I'm only looking at it from this point, I only see certain stickers on it. I won't know about the other ones I have on it. But if I start to kind of turn around, I'll start to notice all these different things I have there. Mm -hmm. And so we can apply that to goals where if we think about our approach, you know, we think, yeah, I want to, I want to lose body fat. And so I'm going to go run five miles, seven days a week, you know, and in our minds, like in that moment, in that position, that sounds like a great idea. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be very helpful. We could find research that supports how cardio can be helpful for us to, you know, reach that goal. But if we don't look at other angles and kind of think, all right, well, let me, let me put, look through this lens and, and see what it says here. Okay. Well, I'm currently, you know, sitting for eight hours a day and not doing any running. So maybe I don't want to start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I look at another lens and think, Hmm, you know, when I tap into my preferences, I hate running. I always have, you know, I think of, you know, uh, I think of running suicides for basketball practice in middle school, you know, so do I really want to, you know, add that, that hurdle to what I'm trying to accomplish. And then if I look through another lens, I can kind of realize, you know what it says here, you know, we can probably do some exercise or some strength training or, or recreational sports to, help build some more activity. And so as you continue to look at things from different angles, uh, more importantly, challenge the angles that you have a tendency to look through naturally, Mm -hmm. then you might be surprised with what you'll come up with once you start doing those things. You, you, You brought up a phenomenal point that I see this happen all the time, where People are looking at themselves trying to make a goal, and they come up with a logical solution. And sure, on paper, that works. If you if you somehow make it months down the line, running seven days per week, and you haven't done that before, yes, you are going to be putting out more activity. And assuming your diet hasn't changed, that means you're going to be burning more than what you've been consuming normally, and you will lose weight. But um, this is where somebody completely neglects what they would like to do, what they want to do, and then they never make it to the end goal because they just burn all their willpower within the first month. And then they wonder why their knees hurt. They just hate to do what they're doing is because they're trying to solve a multifactorial problem that requires logic, that requires emotion, that requires preferences with just a simple math equation of calories in, calories out. Like I say it all the time, like, hey, calories in, calories out. It's that simple, right? But it doesn't make it easy. We're humans, right? And and to have that perspective of just like, okay, sure, I'm going to be doing something that's suboptimal, but I know that I can stick to it. That is something that I would rather you do than have 
this idea of like, this is the gold standard of how you should get this done. And if it doesn't fit your preferences, it doesn't matter. You're not going to do it. And I said this in our, our private events on the Facebook community that we have shameless plug. If you guys want to join, we have a, we have a Facebook group. Uh, but one of the first things I do, if somebody has a very low adherence to exercise and they're trying to build the habit, what am I doing? I'm picking the one exercise or movement that they love to do. I'm going to create it in such a small bite-sized piece that it's almost a joke when they finish. Like, that's it. That's all I got to do. And then I tell them, go reward themselves. Go do whatever you find to be rewarding. Go do it. And then I, the example that I made and what I did with one of my clients is I want you to go exercise. And then I want you to go get that smoothie that you've been craving, trying to avoid, which I already know you're going to somehow break down and get anyways. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go get it after your workout. And then you, you think to yourself logically, okay, you burnt maybe a hundred calories during this exercise. And then you just put back 300. We are going in the wrong direction. If our goal is fat loss, I don't care about now. I don't care about the first couple months. I care about the lifestyle change that's happening amongst now, like across the next year into the rest of your life. Because once you start to build that habit of building muscle, building confidence, loving to move, that is going to start building up that side of the, the equation where you are just naturally burning more, more calories because you're just more active. But it all starts with just tricking your brain into loving exercise because you keep rewarding it, right? So that is an example of where logic has to almost take a backseat at first to emotion oh, yeah. and preference, right? Yeah, there's like, there's a time and place for everything, right? But if we're not switching the lenses, and we're never going to be able to utilize them to the best of our ability to achieve what we want to achieve at the end of the day. Um, and so I 100% I agree with all that. So I so like I always like to say, like, I try to keep these podcasts short, sweet and applicable. Okay. We already talked about how we need to be looking at goals from a multifactorial lens, making sure that it's not only emotionally sound, but also logically sound. Um, we also talked about how when you're looking at your goals, it's important to have a short, small, bite-sized piece. So when you climb up that mountain, you don't get overwhelmed, right? Is there anything else that you would like to address today that we can just kind of put a pin in and just say, hey, let's work on this today so we can start making some big strides? I think for that, it's uh, starting to kind of self-reflect, you know, um, at the end of each day, at the start of each day, start thinking about, well, what am I currently doing just to build that awareness, right? Like, okay, yeah. you know, these are, these are great points. So what can I start doing? Look at what you currently do every day, every little detail, make a list, write it down, uh, have it right in front of your face, because most of the time until you start doing that, you have zero awareness of what the situation looks like. So gather the information about your current situation. And then when you have that set, you can also make a list of, well, what does the ideal situation look like for me? And you can kind of see where is there a crossover and just have that, you know, set on paper kind of support for yourself. Um, it kind of helps to reinforce some accountability as well, because you're coming up with these things yourself. You know, no one else is saying it. You are the one making this list. Uh, don't let it be a small list. Like, go for it. Put every detail, every pro, every con, because you never know how it's going to help you develop the next step. Um, so don't let yourself shy away from writing down things that can be pushing you away, things that you may even be doing intentionally or unintentionally that 
push you away from the goal because um, you have to have awareness of all these things. They only help you. You just hit the nail right on the head. I mean, you and I both know how the mind plays like tricks on us, right? We, we think we're doing everything right. And then you start to put a pen to paper and you go, oh, all right. Well, I'm not doing anything near right. You know, yeah. it's the same idea where I don't have enough time, Dr. Parker. What can I do? It's like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's going to be some humble pie for you. Pull out yeah. your phone, go to your screen time and t tell me what it says. And, and, and it's inevitable. I get it. I, my screen time is atrocious when I'm looking at my goals and I'm like, why I don't have enough time. And it's like, well, you were on Instagram seven hours this week or eight mm -hmm. hours this week. And, and even that it's my job to be on Instagram, I can still be honest with myself and say a lot of that time was not job related. It was yeah. just kind of doom scrolling, almost I'm using social media sometimes to escape my own reality, which I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, it's the ability to kind of just like think about nothing, scroll and be yeah. entertained. And if you are looking to escape reality, which some people need to do that, and that's a coping mechanism in its own right. Why don't we find something that allows you to escape that reality, but it actually gets you closer to your goals. I started to switch out some of my time with simple walks. I mean, I know this is an overused example, but I, if you are listening to this and you are not walking, it is so therapeutic. Like all, every time I'm feeling anxious, even if I have a long list, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to go for my walk before I start attacking this list. That list, when I come back, doesn't look like that mountain that it was when I left for my walk. So mm -hmm. please, please, if you're not doing anything at all, get your steps in however you want. To, you know, you can go, you know, a hundred at a time. You can just get a big, big walk in at one period of time. This is something that is going to move the needle the most if you're not doing it already. So any final thoughts, Dr. Mike, that you want to leave these listeners with? Oh, I agree with that. Um, and, and coming from someone who I don't like to walk, but uh, when my wife gets me to get outside for just 10 minutes, um, uh -huh. it's definitely, it's refreshing. Um, and I'm always thankful that you know i was able to you know, do that afterwards I, I don't regret it in other words same right. with you know most things uh, it's just getting yourself to do that and sometimes you just need support right like in that scenario there she just needed to nudge me like hey like you know you feel better after a walk you know you feel better after a workout or uh, you know you feel better if you don't go through the drive-through lane and we we make something at home right um so you're not going to regret it but you know don't shy away from support or resources um i i'm really bad with that i'm the kind of person that tries to take on everything and do it all myself um but you you realistically need support resources or even mentorship you know whether yeah. you're starting a business you're starting a new job you've got goals uh, all these various things like we have to help by nature we need to help each other and so yeah. don't be afraid to raise your hand you know, uh, for some reason, it's something that we don't like to do, you know, think back to being in the classroom, like, I don't, you know, teacher said to raise your hand if you have questions, but like, I, I don't want to for whatever reason, but yeah. no, you, you should, you have a question or you, you need guidance, go get it. It's out there. Someone out there wants to support or help you out. Part of like our community, right? Our, our Facebook group, um, everyone in there, it's great to see everyone supporting one, one another with their goals. Um, just creating that community that that close-knit yeah. group it it helps you know it takes a village they say uh for various things 
that's something that I'm going to have you on here in the future because I definitely want to unpack the because it's a dilemma that everyone follows or at least encounters where it's like, yeah. I know if I do these things, I'm going to feel amazing, but I just can't <laughs> do it. And, and part of it is just human nature. Like we seek, yeah. we seek comfortability, we seek shelter, and we don't want to access that huge level of discomfort because let's, let's be honest, in order for us to grow, we have to experience some type of discomfort because it's something that we're not used to. And our brain is designed to search for danger. And when you're in an unknown situation, it's trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And it's a lot of effort versus if you were to just sit on the couch and scroll on your phone, you know, what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> so, so that's something that I really do want to have you on in the future. And, and we're, sure. we're going to unpack that together. So I do appreciate you taking the time dr mike and hop it on here oh, and, yeah. and i'm sure all the listeners here are going to enjoy to hear this as well, well thank you again for having me out here and uh you know always love chatting with you and i'm definitely looking forward to the next time we're able to do this